Hello and welcome back to Sports Night. My name is Jonathan Clear, being joined by Damian Ritchie. Damian, since our last episode, there was a minor game played that um, our hometown football team participated in. And um, do you want to discuss it at all, or should we just move on to the Boston Bruins? The Puppy Bowl? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I really thought the Labs were going to beat the Goldens. <laughs> but, hey, they just had more fight in them. You, you never know what's going to happen with those dogs. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Birds were, were the kings of the day yeah. that day. Um, I, is that their nickname, the Birds? I thought that was the Falcons' nickname. Um, I guess if you're any type of any bird type team, of bird team. you can be the Birds. What if the um, – Because aren't the, aren't the Falcons the Dirty Birds? Or yeah. that, was those just the, that specific team? I think that specific team. Okay. But maybe – I don't know. I don't know. Everything. <laughs> Who knows anymore? Nicknames for sports teams are – I really I, – I hate when there's, like, new teams. Like, for example, what's the most recent newest, um, like, NFL team? It was the Texans, right? Yeah. And the Houston Texans – that's an awful name. Like, the Oilers were a cool name. Right. You know, because it was, like, local, something that they did. Even, like, the Packers, because they were, like, meatpacking or something. Right. Um, well, they they were owned originally by, like, a meatpacking district or a yeah. company, something like that. Yeah. Um, even the Patriots for New England, it's quasi-original, you know? That's but, appropriate. But when you're, like, the Eagles, the Bears, those are weak names. The Lions. When was the last time there was a Lion in Detroit? Uh, do they have a zoo? No, Detroit has never had a zoo. <laughs> or maybe it is all a zoo. I don't know. Um, but it's, yeah, it's well, see, just. I, I don't have a problem with the Eagles because they've been around for. The Bengals. For, for, but the, see, those are old, old names. The, the Texans, I, the Texans would be more like the, the Patriots, I'd say. Because, I mean, that, that's just how, the, you know, the Texan pride. The, the Oilers is definitely a lot cooler of a name, definitely. Cool, Oilers is cool, but, but Lions are weak. And I know the Lions have been around forever. That's right. A, that's a weak name. That's a really weak name for a team. The Chargers are a better name than that. Yeah. Like, be original. Be like, was it San Diego State? The fighting banana slugs. So, what's your or take? Santa Cruz State, I think. Um, what's your take on the Utah Jazz? So, they were originally the New Orleans Jazz, yeah. moved to Utah, and they just kept the Jazz. It's the jazziest thing in Utah. <laughs> I know. That's another one. They should have changed their name. Like, seriously, I, I don't even think jazz is legal in Utah. <laughs> Um, but so, what do you think about the Pelicans who are now in New Orleans? I'll take it because it's not a bird of prey. It's not a bird of prey. Okay. Yeah, it's like unique, you know. Um, so, like the Cardinals are okay, or the Blue Jays. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. It's just like the, you know, how many Eagles there are in high school, college, and pros. No, I know. Yeah, ten. <laughs> no, but there's so many. Just be something different, like the Corn Huskers. That's original. Mm-hmm. I guess there's only so many things that you can be original with. BC could have changed their name to so many different things. They could have been like the the Fighting Jesuits, <laughs> or uh, I don't know something. What's your take on the Holy Cross Crusaders? And the uh, the issue some people have with the Crusaders as a name now. Have you heard about that? Yeah, I have. And coming off my recent <laughs> uh, um, thing, school wide anti defamation league thing that we just went through, uh, I think that the Cru- Crusaders should not change their name at all. And if you find it offensive, I find whatever name you change it to extremely offensive to me. Okay. Two can play this game. <laughs> I, um, it's not their job to not make you be offended. How is it? It's, it's a historical name. It's like the same thing with the people that were like boycotting, like they were picketing Florida State to tell them to change their name from the Seminoles. Oh, the Seminoles, yeah. And Seminole Nation showed up and said, "No, please we're, don't do this. We're okay with it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We love this. This is like what's, this will last longer than us. Well, I think it was also was it. The North Dakota Sioux or the Fighting Sioux or South Dakota Fighting Sioux, yeah. but they had to change their name. But I think even the Sioux Nation came out and said, "No, we're we're okay with it." Um, yeah. But the NCAA still made them change it, but they didn't make the Seminoles change it. And I don't know why, because unless I'm unless I'm incorrect, maybe the Sioux didn't appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought they did, but they were still forced to change the name. And I know a lot of 
Indian names like that were changing. And I, the, even the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Um, Chief Wahoo is going to be gone after the season. But you still going to be called the Indians? Still going to be called the Indians as far as yeah. I know. But Chief Wahoo is going to be gone. Now, see, up here there's not a lot of uh, American Indians. And that's what they prefer to be called, by the way, people at home. PC crowd. They don't like to be called Native Americans. Okay. Um, so a lot of uh, American Indians, um, that's what <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, there's not a lot around here in the Southwest when I always go. There is a lot more. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they, uh, like, they don't really, in general, like, obviously I don't speak for all of them. Right. But, um, in chit chats, there's not really as much resentment, like stuff like the Seminoles or naming a helicopter an Apache. Like stuff like that, where, where you're kind of paying homage to a certain group or like a warrior class in the group, because that's it's like the Spart, like the Michigan State Spartans, right? You know, it was like the president of Greece gonna like come over and say like, you have to change your name. That's, I find that offensive. Or the Trojan, well, the Trojans were eradicated, so they they don't have a choice. <laughs> but I don't know. It's getting it's getting silly. Is San Diego State the Aztecs? Or who are the Aztecs? Yeah, it must be San. It's either Aztecs were down in either like the Brit, like yeah, yeah. They're down southwest, so yeah, I could, they would I could, have to be San Diego. So I come in from San Diego, or if it was someone else around there, and even I think I forget who New Mexico, what their name is, Sun Devils. That's Arizona. Arizona is a Sun Devil. Oh, Arizona yeah. State. Arizona State is Sun Devil. There's Devils. another like Devil. Maybe it's just the New Mexico Devils. There's like another, I don't even remember now what. Yeah, whatever. There, there's only six kids that go to that school. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, so I don't know. It was just a lot of different names out there. And even actually even here in, in Quincy just a little while ago, and every once in a while it comes up with, you know, the Yaku and the, more more the caricature yeah. of the Yaku than I, and, the and, name itself. And that I, can, that I can totally get. That I totally get. Or even like, to, yeah, to be real, the Washington Redskins is kind of like, yeah, I could see, I could see that being offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they would change their name to like the Washington Apache, you know, or like, I don't know, the Tomahawks. I think it would be like, almost impossible for any new, any current team or any new team to say, we're going to come out and change our name or our new name is going to be Indian reference X, yeah. you know, whatever it might be. It would just, it would be shot down instantly. They wouldn't be able to you do could, it. No, you could, you could do that if they, if the, if the Redskins come out, if ownership comes out with like representatives or like, like the Apache Nation or something and like, they like are like we're calling ourselves the Tomahawks or like uh, you know the Apache like in honor of this tremendous group of people that lived n- native on this land. I see. I can see them selling that hook, line, and sinker. I I still don't think the the far left that would be. It's they would just still not buy. They would still so even all if, those people would still be offended by it. That all the people that are still offended by anything, I guess, would would be as well. No, that is true. Like so, so people listening at home. So and, and th- there has been situations like this where once again the Seminoles, there were the far left that said this is this is um, you know uh, this hurts my feelings. Whatever they like to say, um, <laughs> I find this offensive. I find this offensive, and actual Seminole people. From the tribe said, I don't. Right. You of Anglo-Saxon descent, I don't find this offensive. They said, well, it's an offensive name. Like, I don't care. I'm right. Maybe, see, there's always, that's, you know what the problem is? Somebody, some people like to just complain and get attention. That's what it boils well, down That's definitely what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's that's certainly a huge part of it. But, but yeah, there, there are some people out there that say, well, if one person's offended by it, it shouldn't be changed, and I, it should be changed. Excuse me, and I don't necessarily. Why does you, it, you could say like, all right, the Rockland Bulldogs. Yeah, someone Peter, could say I'm offended by that because I have a bulldog and it's not mean, you know, or something like that. Yeah. And I just, I think anything right now. Peter, Peter could could throw buckets of blood on me. Do you know Peter kills more animals than like any other organization? Do they really? Yeah, because they they end up like you know like taking in way more animals than they can handle, or like stealing them. And um, they and they like don't have the resources to maintain them, so they have to put them down. Oh, interesting. Yeah, good job, Peter. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a little barbecue sauce in there and see uh, how much you really want to stick to your guns. 
Oh, we're right, just we, insulting. <laughs> we're going after everybody tonight here. <laughs> and we're like so Minahan far over here. So far off topic now. So actually, he was on Bill Simmons' podcast uh, yesterday. I guess uh, Minahan was. Oh, really? Yeah. He uh, Simmons had him on to talk about like the Boston sports media things. Yeah. And they talked more about all kinds of random different things. But uh, Minahan got a couple of things in there saying, "Well, you know, Bill, you used to write. You used to be negative a lot of time. You used to attack people sometimes. You know, because I think a lot of people think Simmons now isn't as." edgy as he used to be because he has to be a lot more careful than when he was, you know, 22 and yeah. he had his tiny email chain blog type thing that he was emailing out to yeah. people. But but anyway, yeah, Minahan's, Minahan's been <laughs> – he's been on a, a tear recently, good and bad. I yeah. guess you could look at it. Now, I don't agree with everything he says. I think – I prefer to listen to EEI in the morning than – Ninety-eight-five. Just because I've never liked Touch and Rich. I yeah. I've never liked listening to them. It's just I, not my style. I, yeah, I agree. Touch and Rich don't really can't really give you a lot of insight on sports, and the insight that they do give you is I feel like I have better insight. And even um, that, I taking sports aside, even yeah. when they were on BCN, the, I I did not like yeah, listening to them on BCN. And their little their little shticks are getting kind of old. Yeah. And um. Yeah. No, I agree. I I, I like I've always liked Jerry Callahan. I always liked him, mm-hmm. you know. Uh and I did like John Dennis when he was on. Um but um yeah, no. I, I agree. Ninety three point seven is good the, after that though, it's garbage town. I t- usually in the mornings I'm listening to EEI and in the afternoons it's more Felger and Maz. Not that I super enjoy Maserati at all. Um, I don't like his miserable outlook <laughs> But but I, I used to like Dale and Holly. Um, I cannot, but the past few years, I haven't. Dale brings absolutely nothing to the table, mm-hmm. and Holly, Holly just seems like he doesn't. As, as Kirk Minahan has been pointing out every morning, <laughs> Holly doesn't even seem like he cares anymore. You know, it's yeah. I don't. I don't know. And, and they, again, the past few years, I haven't really listened to. Them. I've been more yeah. listening. If I if I do listen, I listen to Felger and Maz. Or if I'm if I'm having lunch, I'll turn on the TV and I'll watch Felger and Maz on yeah. uh, on on Comcast. Well, the um, a- the afternoon show is super weak on EEI, um, and and they're still killing it too, though. Like they're still like the, they're the number two show in the market behind Felger and Maz. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like the, the sports radio shows in the, in the drive time, it's number one is EEI in 98.5 wait, or wait, other way around. Are Ordway, Fjord, Christian Fjord? No, no, the afternoon drive time. Oh, yeah. So oh, well, yeah, Dale Hawley yeah, and, and Keith not, now. There's, there's nothing else on, but um, no, the, the, the one before them. Like the, the, the midday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. That's like, it is so bad. Ordway is so bad. Um, that whole, and Lou, like, I, I hate how Lou talks about like, Sports that he's, dude. You can tell you don't even watch it. Like, I usually don't listen to middays. Yeah, so no, and it's either. Station. Well, Z- Zolak actually is pretty good during football season. Yeah, um, but you know, we've been digressing. Let's. <laughs> yeah, we are so far off from Mal- getting Malcolm, back to the Super Bowl. Malcolm Butler. I don't care that he did not play as a coach. As a coach, I commend Bill Belichick for what he did. Okay. But why did he do it? That's the big thing. I don't care. Okay, so. Because. Right. Oh, sorry, go on. I'll let you finish. I don't care because. So Malcolm Butler came out and said all the rumors about him were false. Right. That could be true. That could also be false. Okay. Hypothetically speaking, let's say Malcolm Butler, some of those rumors were true. He was late a couple times. Um, he, uh, when they did the room search, they found marijuana. Uh, and the other rumor was that, like, you know, he, he blew up with the coaches. Right. Like a verbal attack or whatever, maybe through punch. I don't know. Either way, granted, these aren't high school kids. These aren't college. He's a grown man, you know, grown right. man handling grown men things. Either way, as a coach, as a figure of authority on the team, right, the easy thing to do on the big game, the easy thing to do is to look the other way and let your player play. Okay? The right thing, the hard thing to do is to discipline him, and he disciplined him if that was the case. Now, if he didn't do that, if all that was just because Malcolm Butler was playing like garbage and Belichick was like, I'm I'm just sick of this, then also good for you. Okay. If there was an issue of discipline lies, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I'm going to be okay with it. Now, if he was if, – if they're being held against him because he was sick – 
and Belichick's holding that against him. Again, I don't know. If he, if that's being held against him because he didn't fly with the team or something like that, then I think that's wrong and he yeah. should have, he should have played. If he was late to a meeting, if it was a meeting, now I don't know if it was just Super Bowl week or a lot during the season as well, whatever, but if he was late to a meeting, I think you sit him for the, a drive or the, a quarter, uh, not yeah. the entire game. I hear that, yeah. If there was other, if he was late twice, if they did have marijuana in his room, if he, uh, if he was told before the game you're not starting and he flipped out and they said, well, now you're not going to play, I, I can handle all that. That could re- very well have been the case. Yeah, and, and I, I can handle all that. However, it, a lot of people are saying there was nothing other than football reasons. Yeah. When your secondary is getting burned as much as it was, and you have Batamosi in there stinking up the joint. Now, again, he might have been playing different positions, but if you have um, Butler playing the corner, you don't have to worry about, in theory, that side as much. Yeah. Um, And it it gives you more options to do different things with your secondary. And I think if if he was just said, you know, you haven't been playing well all year, we're just going to sit you. He played 98% of the snaps or 99% of the snaps. I forget what the number was. But basically he played almost every snap, yeah. defensive snap this year. And now in the Super Bowl, you're going to say, no, you know what? You haven't been good enough all year. Yeah. I just I just, I can't see that, especially when other bad things were happening the entire game. It's like, you know what? He, he might not have been playing as well as he had from last year, but he's going to be better than some of these other guys that are putting in there. No, that's true. Um, that's true. I mean, I... Ultimately, I feel that we don't know, and ult- right. but but what really what it really comes down to is that Bill's been to ten of these things, you know. Right. Well, but that doesn't mean eleven if you count the time when he was with the Patriots here the first time. Um, yeah, this was the eighth Super Bowl with the, the Patriots as, yeah. as head coach. Yeah, he he won. He's won five as a head coach, two as a D coordinator. He has like collateral to back himself up, so. Yeah, if this was like the Eagles on the other hand and they lost, then yeah, you could, you could, you know, completely like roast the guy for doing that, but. But that doesn't mean he's, he could be wrong. Oh, he very well could be. Right. And I think that, that's just the biggest thing. If he just said, you know what, Malcolm, you haven't been playing well. We're going to have you sit. I'm, you know, if he had been that bad in practice, why did you tell him moments before the game and he's out there emotional and, I can see why he might have flipped out too. You know, you're, you're getting ready to go out into the field, and I don't know if it was Belichick or if it was someone else that pulled him aside and said, "Oh yeah, by the way, you're not playing or you're not starting." He's like, "What do you mean I'm not starting? I've been taking first team reps all week." For for all I know, for all I know, is Bill Belichick could be a very vindictive, spiteful man. <laughs> right? He very well could, yeah. And and to be real, like they offered Malcolm Butler three times a contract extension, and he declined it three times. All right. I, I don't have a problem with that though. Yeah. Um and supposedly another thing I heard was that basically towards like uh um um what was I going to say that like in the locker room behind the scenes you like second half of the season he was telling everybody um you know like I'm going to make my money on, on a different team like you know down talking the Patriots. Yeah. All right. Belichick could have like been like you're not that good. Eric Rowe is about as good as you. You're a smidge better. Okay? He's much better than Eric Rowe. I, 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 I think he's a better tackler. I don't think he's a good coverage guy. Well, tackling was certainly one of the big things and, that was but, but, an but, issue. But here's the thing. Why is Malcolm Butler such a good tackler? Because everybody can catch the ball in him, so he has to <laughs> tackle. Like, um, and yeah, tackling was an issue. So yeah, ultimately, do I think, do I think playing Mal- Malcolm Butler would have made us win the game? No. Yeah, that I don't know either. Yeah. But I think he would have given us a better chance at Maybe. winning the game. Maybe. I, I just... I mean, how do you know in the locker room before the game he wasn't breathing in a paper bag, hyperventilating, all nervous about this, like, the situation? You know? You don't I, know. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't think he was hyperventilating on, and being nervous about the game. What if they? What if they saw him like punching puppies in the face during the puppy bowl? <laughs> he snuck know. over there for the puppy yeah, bowl. Yeah, yeah, clocking I, him. I, I don't know. I mean, that's that, the biggest thing. We're never going to know. We will what the eventually. Use, do you really think we're going to know? Because if if it's Belichick is the only one, then who knows? If Malcolm Butler gets signed by Detroit, we definitely know it's Bel. It, it was just a personal decision that Belichick made. 
which he holds the right to do that for what he is. This also could have been a power play in Belichick's end, you know? Um, there has to be some truth to the rumor with Belichick. Belichick wanted Garoppolo here. Belichick wanted to ride off into the sunset with Jimmy Garoppolo, not Tom Brady. It's obvious. Well, yeah, that's something else we and, can. And like, and it's just like, as much as Belichick might might respect Tom and appreciate everything he did, you know, the common sense as a coach. Yes, Tom, I know you do the TB12 method, but you, you're literally sailing in uncharted territory. You know, guys have had complete, like, completely fell off the wagon. Once he went over forty, right? You know, Favre all of a sudden looked good for four games. All of a sudden, he he just was awful. You know, um, so he he doesn't know what he what he has to work with. Um, well, Garoppolo, at least you know he's young. You know, so you don't have that those issues to deal with. So I could see him like being cross at at Kraft and said, "Okay, you're going to do this. I don't want to hear you make one. I do not want you to interfere in any of my player decisions from this point forward." Yeah, or I'm going to leave. And to test it, he said, "I'm going to sit back on Butler." Man, that's I. I just feel like he's sabot. He's possibly sabotaging his own because, chance to win the game, though. Well, he, that's the other thing. Belichick is 65. He's a grumpy old man. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, but still, it, I don't know. You, you never know if you're going to be getting back to, to that game. You don't. And even if you're Bill Belichick, you just don't know if you're getting back. So I just find it hard to believe that he would. He would vindictively say, you know what, no. Or maybe he was like, you know what, then Tom Brady has to win this game. And Tom Brady had a game of his life, you know? Yeah, well, that's just the thing. Does he think he can say, oh, you know, I'm going to win with the quarterback. I've done it every other year. Yeah. I mean. Maybe I he's just, bored. Who knows? Like, <laughs> I, I just don't know. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I, I just, if, if it really came down to he thought his best option was with somebody else, I find that hard to believe. I will but. say, I will say this: the Eagles' offense was run by a backup quarterback. Okay, okay, we'll I'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, we got we got smoked by them. All right, our defense is bad, bad. Yes, it definitely is. You know, well, maybe Belichick did everybody a favor and said, you know what, these guys don't deserve to win. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Our defense well, is bad. Yeah, and we they need. To really spend a lot in the off season prepping that, I don't know if they can. All right, well we're gonna we're gonna bring in a uh, a, a third Kenny voice here. Talking, I'll be fine. <laughs> triggers me. All right, Kenny, you there? Uh yeah, it's a bad connection though. I can't really hear you. Bad connection. All right, let me. How about now? Can you hear us now? Little bit. Still not a great connection. I'm gonna call back. Uh, I don't know. Can you hear us now? How about that? Oh, there we go. There, there we go. <laughs> all right, excellent. I'm trying to turn up the volume here on our end here. All right, so we're being joined by Kenny Tasney, um, Patriots expertise and so the, the football knowledge. The ultimate question, Kenny. Right. Oh God. Is how do you feel about um, no NHLers in the hockey <laughs> for the Olympics? Yeah. <laughs> I have no opinion on that. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So, Kenny, you, you probably heard a little bit there at the end. We were, Damien, we were just talking about um, the defense, uh, but we had just spent the past five to ten minutes talking about Belichick and Malcolm Butler um, at the Super Bowl. Uh, before we get into that, what were your thoughts in general of, of the game and how they played and everything going along with that other than Malcolm Butler? I mean, it's a hard game to watch just because, you know, it's such a tight game. You know, both teams were in it the whole time. But, yeah, I don't think anyone can really be impressed with the defense. It was like one punt in the entire game. Yeah, no, they, I mean, the defense just didn't do anything at all. I mean, that, that was one of the big things, too, despite Malcolm Butler, if he was in there or not. If the defense had made a single stop, stop you know, yeah, on, on third down, I, mean, I got my numbers yeah. here. On yeah, third no, down, was, they were... Ten for sixteen. That was something I kept coming back to as well. I think they that went the, for they went the, for it on fourth down too. They were two for two on fourth yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if, they, if their defense had played well for even just like one quarter, just one quarter of the game, and I think we win that Super Bowl. Um, we just couldn't get we like you know we got that one point lead and we just gave it right back. You know, so it was like we just couldn't get out in front of them and keep it going because the defense wasn't holding up their end of the bargain. So, yeah. but I don't know. if... I don't. I mean, like Malcolm Butler, 
you know, talking point is a great talking point, but I, honestly, I don't know if he saves the the game. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, I think they played better with him, but I don't know if he him not being in the game was like what cost us the game. So, Damien and I were just basically saying the exact same thing that you know we don't know if he would have won the game for them, but I feel like he would have given them at least a better chance. I, I, I will argue too that in the first half, our offense looked very silly. And by that I mean they they were running these little cutesy play like that that passed to Tom Brady really that yeah. that's what you decided to do to pass yeah, to, thought, to a guy I that the play the calling in the first in the half field. was too cutesy as well well that yeah, was I think, and I think everyone that I was watching it with agreed everyone was kind of like can we just start playing Patriots football and stop trying to be cute so I don't know I don't know what they were doing there I don't everyone I heard a lot of people say before the Super Bowl that what we like to do in the first half of these games is like test these guys out and kind of like, you know, like like a boxer in the first few rounds of a fight, like feel them out, don't really give anything, and then in the second half, you know, that's when they really come out with the adjustments and they and they go after them. But I mean, I don't know if that's true, but I just I heard a lot of talk of that, and that's all I kept thinking. Like watching the the play call in the first half was like they're just messing around out there. They're not really going like full throttle. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the the coaching was arguably the biggest downfall for the Patriots in this game. Would you agree yeah. with that? And you had three head coach, well, <laughs> three and a half head coaches, three head coaches. Um, yeah, I would. I would also say though. I mean, like, I feel like Belichick took a lot of heat in the days after the Super Bowl because of the whole Malcolm Butler decision, and it's obviously a questionable decision. But at the same time, after having a week or two to, to think it over, you know, if there's anyone in all of sports who's earned the right to make that call and not be questioned is Bill Belichick. So now that it's been a while, I've gotten over the game a little bit, I can kind of say, hey, you know, we, like, like we said, we don't even know if it would have changed the game, and I definitely know that, you know, Belichick knows what he's doing, and I don't think he just did that for no reason. I would love to find out what exactly went down and why – they decided to to bench their best cornerback, but um, I definitely kind of give them, you know, got to well, give them the benefit of the doubt. It's Bill Belichick. All right, so, so along those lines, so say the only reason he didn't play was because he didn't think he was having that good of a practice or that good of a year. There was no disciplinary things. There was no other issues. He was never late to a practice or uh, anything like that. Are you okay with Belichick not playing him because he's like, oh, you know, Eric Rowe and. Um, all these other poor guys um, I mean, I were, don't were better like options. I, I spent the whole game yelling, like, why isn't Butler in the game? You know, I don't like the decision. Um, he played in nine, something like 98% of all the snaps on defense this year or something. Right. So, like, I don't – like, why would they randomly just at the last minute decide that, that he is not playing well this year? Like, why wouldn't have they made that switch in November when you typically make that kind of switch? Um, so I don't know if I buy that either. I don't. I don't know exactly what went down. I do. I do believe them a little bit when they say like you know, the X's and O's of it all, like the strategy. They didn't think that it was a great matchup or whatever. But I think that only goes so far. He would have been playing. He wouldn't have only played that one snap on special teams if it was a matchup thing. He still would have been playing in the slot. Um, you know, playing somewhere. So I don't know what happened, honestly. I don't think anyone knows, and we probably won't ever find out exactly what went down until maybe Malcolm tells us when he leaves the team, because he's definitely done in New England. I don't, you know, we'll never see him in a Pats uniform again, I don't think. Well, two things on that. I, the reason why I don't think it had anything to do with disciplinary reasons is because Belichick played him for that single snap on special teams. Hey, don't just forget who's on special teams. Right? Well, I mean, <laughs> it, but e- even if there was an injury, and yeah. you say you're not playing in this game, you don't play him no matter what. Yeah. And you tell the special teams coach, yeah. Malcolm is not going in there uh, unless unless 52 guys <laughs> get hurt in this game. He is not going to go into into the into that game. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I don't feel I mean, like my, it was a disciplinary the, reason. The, the bit of speculation that I heard that I kind of think could be it or could be a part of it was that he had a shouting match with the coach. He had a shouting match with the coach. Uh, I heard that maybe he, he got out of line with one of Belichick's sons. Um, and again, this is all just speculation, just stuff that I read in, in the days following the Super Bowl, but that kind of seems like something that could get you in hot water if you kind of thought you were bigger than the team or bigger than the defense or you weren't happy that they were going to have you playing in the slot in the Super Bowl or, or uh, something like that. That seems like something Belichick would, would be like, nope, benching you, see you later. I don't think any of the 
I don't think any of the pot talk, any of the, like the him smoking pot thing. I don't think any of that has any truth to it, honestly. Because I mean, look at Chandler Jones when he was here. He got caught um, smoking that synthetic weed, and he played like a week later in the conference championship game. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree too, and other people have said too yeah. that you know marijuana pot in the NFL is kind of like you know whatever you know. It's like ketchup yeah, on French fries. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. they the the, the coat and. Maybe I'm sure Belichick isn't okay with it, if you will. But you know, probably it's like if as long you, as it's how do you you don't know Belichick? You don't well, know not, what he does on his boat. Well, this is, I'm, I just don't know. I'm, I'm saying like yeah. he probably doesn't want his players high yeah. on the on game exactly. day. Exactly. You know, I mean Mike Mike Giardi, who I don't I'm not sure who exactly he's with, but I, I heard him on uh, 98.5 giving an interview that like right after the Super Bowl, right? And, and he was saying like you know he goes around the league, he's in these locker rooms, and on more than one occasion he is smelt pot like in the locker room around the players so right it, he, he said the same thing like i don't think it's pot I, even if it's true that he like got caught smoking pot at the super bowl i don't think that gets him benched i don't think that that does that i, I think they play him regardless of that so uh, Unless he's i think stoned. the only thing i've heard that makes any sense to me is that he got into it with the coaches and i i, I had heard that they told him after the AFC Championship game that he was going to be playing in the slot because they thought it was a better spot for him in, in against Philly. And if he didn't like that, if it was like hurting his ego or something, I could see them benching him in the Super Bowl and saying, you know, I'm Bill Belichick, I can make this decision. But why, if they were going to bench him in the Super Bowl, why give him all those first-team reps in practice the entire week? See, now now Rose coming yeah. out, came out and said, no, no, I, I've been, I was practicing across um, – um, the other corner over there, the one that we dropped all the money on. Gilbert. Gilbert, all week. He later came out and then said that. That I didn't hear. That that was, like, recent. Of course, that yeah, might have I mean, been Belichick, like, standing. I think they fumbled the whole thing, you know what I mean? Gilmore, as far as, like, yeah. pre- preparing the guys to talk about this after the Super Bowl. I mean, they probably thought, we're going to bench this guy, and we're going to win, and I'm going to look like a genius, and... Obviously, that didn't happen. <laughs> I don't. I, I just. I don't know. Just something just doesn't sit with me in this whole situation. Because so, so I, I just. Yeah. I find it hard to believe all these different things. Again, unless it was he exploded in the locker room minutes before the Super Bowl, and they said, "Okay, you're not playing." If, if something like that happened, I can maybe buy that. But he was practicing. I thought he'd been getting first team reps. Even even not if he was still practicing throughout the week, even if it was in the slot, I think you could justify to him say, Malcolm, you're a better matchup on Algalore in the slot than you are yeah. on Alshon Jeffrey Listen, on, on the wing or I, on the outside. I didn't want to put this out here because I heard it from an inside source. Okay? <laughs> he ate Bill's Cheetos, and Bill knew because he looked at his fingertips. <laughs> and he de- he denied it up and down, and he was like, "I can see your orange fingertips, Malcolm. I'm benching you now." Those orange fingertips would have been better than Batamosi in there, and, and Eric, Eric Rowe as well. No, like, but uh, you know what? I think a little bit of this has. I think that the truth is always in the middle, where you have one camp saying um, it was personal, another camp saying it was a football decision. Maybe he played a little crappy, and Belichick didn't like you, so it kind of you know what I mean. I just. Well, I, I think there's a little bit of truth to the the point that Belichick holds a grudge against guys who give him a hard time about contracts, and you know Butler turned down two contracts and and gave him a hard time about signing the, his next deal. So, I mean, but I is the time to do that in the Super Bowl? That in in our history, Belichick tends to do that. If you if you don't sign that that fair contract or the hometown discount. He'll hold it against you. Yeah, but do you hold it against him in the Super Bowl, the final game of the season, when yeah, he's played ninety eight percent of the snaps? Because that's when he when he was ready to shine and make his big money. But like I said, ultimately Malcolm Butler wouldn't have. I don't think Malcolm Butler would have. But even even if he was going, all right, this is the game before you make your big money. Belichick was the one that came out of this looking worse than than Butler did. It's, even even McDaniel's or um, Patricia. Well, Patricia maybe not so much. But out of all the people oh, this past Patricia week, looks bad. but out of all the people of this last week, everyone has been more on Belichick saying, you know, again, unless something comes out and it comes out that you know Butler, you know, trashed the locker room before the Super Bowl or whatever it might, if something like that comes out. But if not, never comes out and it never does come out because it didn't happen. And he said, you know what? You turned down two contracts and you played okay this season, so I'm just going to seat you in the Super Bowl. 
it looks so bad on Belichick because now is you know he's still the greatest coach, but now it's like well you you could have had six, but you decided no, I'm going to take my chance with the five, and I'm going to go with three not so good corners or defensive backs instead of one that's a, a pretty good one, and I know has made big plays from before. That, but, but you know what? That's what Belichick has been doing since day one. Is he made Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl? Nobody knew who he was before the Super Bowl. He made him there. That's what he does. He throws. He he'll get he'll get four guys for one position, rotate you, and the hungriest dog wins the spot. Maybe he felt Malcolm Butler wasn't hungry enough, so he threw the other two guys out there. Yeah, to but argue just, that, this is I'm where we're talking, end Kenny. Up talking in circles, though, because it just comes back to like if he didn't feel like he was playing well enough, then why did he play in ninety eight percent of the snaps throughout the year? Well, the thing is, he may not have been playing well after the last game. Do you all right? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I feel like this is this is like a catch twenty two as far as like us talking about it because this, we don't have any of the answers. You know what I mean? But like, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, why would they, why would he play in all those snaps and then not play in the Super Bowl if they thought he wasn't playing well? And uh, like, just on top of that, like, do you guys not think that he was the best cornerback on the team? Because I I would take Malcolm Butler over Gilbert. No, I, it's Gilmore. I I take yeah, Gilmore. I'll take Gilmore. Oh, Gilmore. I'll take Gilmore. I, I think this season you had to go Gilmore. I mean, again, Butler was. I think I think everyone would agree that he had a okay season, not a great season, as he had like you know last year or the year before. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I just think that. Even despite not playing as well as he had the past couple of years, he gave us a much better chance to win than Batamosi or Rowe or someone else that was in there. Yeah. And again, he might not have been playing exactly where those guys have been, but if you have yeah. Gilmore on the left and Butler on the right, or even you say he's going to play the slot, you have. I think you can feel more comfortable with those two guys there. I mean, look at Algalor, um Jeffrey, why wasn't Gilmore and Jeffrey from the entire game? You know, once yeah. once Gilmore went on you to know, Jeffrey, they didn't go throw them at all to make the adjustment. That's what. But what Bill always does in his defense is the second tier cornerback covers the best receiver and he gets the safety help. While what you hope that your best corner cover guy can just erase the set your set the second best receiver. Yeah, that's what they 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 all they, they yeah. did that when Revis was around. Um, but the the other thing too is this game, this game looked man like it's not Butler. How many sacks did we have in that game? Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Is I think it, you know who gets a total pass from from any blame because of the whole Butler situation is the front seven. We couldn't sack the, the front, quarterback. The front seven, um, Kenny. You know, it's, like, a, it's the whole our team. Our linebackers played like crap. You know, like it's just it wasn't. McCordy and Chung like, look like they need to retire. Maybe we had Chandler Jones or um, the guy we shipped off to the Browns. or I mean, any any number of questions. To say. I mean, I know we won without them since we got rid of them and everything, but, like, we could have used someone like that in that game. All we had was Trey Flowers, and he wasn't getting it done. Well, I mean, especially if you look at and I I printed out some stuff about the game, and I forgot about this until I actually looked at it, or I didn't realize how long to drive last. On that final touchdown from the Eagles, on that uh, Foles to Ertz touchdown, that was a seven-minute drive, yeah. a seven-minute drive, and I think they had th- at least three third-down conversions yeah. on that drive, and actually they had a fourth-down conversion on that drive as well. You know, because yeah, they um, were aggressive. They were they weren't afraid of us. They knew they knew that they they knew that their uh, their offense was better than our defense, and I mean. That, I mean, that's do you, a, that's do a you think that? Do you think that having uh, Blunt and Long on the team talking to them all week, saying, you know, we can't do you, we, you guys can't be Atlanta. We have to play sixty no, minute football. No, like, what, what this this game this game was a was a testament to how honestly how weak the AFC was this year. Yeah. Our, our defense, our defense is weak. Weak. If you look look at the look at the the roster, the last roster that we played the Eagles. All right, that is like an all star squad. Even if you look at like the like you know Super Bowl like I, I made a I did a post on it on on Facebook. If, our roster on defense is getting progressively worse each year since um, the Seattle Super Bowl. Progressively worse talent wise. It's it's just. Because honestly, they're looking. They're like, "Wow, Brady's really eviscerating everybody here in the AFC." Well, I guess we don't really need a defense. I, yeah, and I mean, I mean, that doesn't help. Also, that I mean, I feel like we drafted a few good players last year, but they got hurt. 
And I feel like we're kind of getting into that area, like, you know, 06, 07, 08, 09, where, you know, we had, like, some slumps in the draft. The defense started to decline, and we can't – I don't think we can go through that now with Brady at 40 the way we did then. So I hope that they can turn it around. I, I, lo- I would love to see uh, – I think his name is Derek Rivers. He blew, he blew out his ACL in training camp, so we, we never actually got to see him play. But I thought he looked really good coming out of the draft. I was excited to see him as, like, a pass rusher. I would love to see him next year come back. And I thought Sam Wise Jr. played really well this year too. And he's a you know he's if he gets better that's that's another pass rusher we could get. Um, and we got to lock down Trey Flowers because he's really the only pass rusher we have on the line. Well, the other thing too is you know Hightower you know getting hurt really yeah. really hurt the team yeah. this year as well too. He was their best. He, he's their best defensive player. McCordy and Chung are done. I think I think McCordy. Oh, I, did, I mean McC- maybe with Chung I can get with you on that, but I, I think McC- Devin McCordy is. McC- I love Devin McCordy. I know. Okay, Kenny, because you're looking at it as a fan. Devin McCourty has never been a fast safety, okay? And I also want to keep doing Patriots talk because Celtics are kind of on a roll. Um, De- <laughs> Devin McCourty has never been a fast safety. He's not an Ed Reed type safety. He's just a really, really, really smart player. He knows where everybody should be, and he can read the offense really well. The problem is as you're getting older and you're getting a little tick slower here and there, yeah, you can read the offense, but you can't physically ca- catch up to where you want to be. And you see that a lot in blown. It's not blown coverage. It's he's he read it too late, and he and he can't make the play and help and help with the tackle or help with the coverage. He's like yeah, five yards away. Yeah, but the players in front of him, Damian, aren't up to snuff. We had a linebacker core led by Kyle Van Noy, who I like, but he's a secondary player, and he had. Eric Rowe in Batamoji playing Kenny, in for, front of for, him at cornerback. I don't think we can blame the safeties for that Super Bowl. It, I think DeMar, Devon Harmon played great all year. I think Devin McCourty is our best communicator back there. I don't think safety is our problem. Maybe we need to draft some backup safety, like you know, put some youth back there with them because Jordan well, Richards looked like crap in the Super Bowl, and I would love to well, get rid of him. And, don't be surprised that if you see them draft a safety or try to sign a safety – Kenny, it's yeah, it's, no, you, mean, I, it's I out of all the out of all the players them in as like backups or like no so that we can have no like a, out of uh, out of all the players on the field on defense right safeties it, like like with other people yeah you can see the linebackers are having a problem because the, the defensive tackles stink or like you know the cornerbacks can't cover because the DNs aren't getting uh, pressure safeties don't have to worry about any of that. Uh, because they just need to flow to the ball, and he's flowing to the ball slowly. That has nothing to do with the skill level, whether that's Darrell Revis covering a guy or or Rowe. It's it's he's slowing down. That or he's hurt. I don't know, but I mean he's getting long in the tooth too. So one other, yeah, I can't I can't deny that. I mean he's been in the league eight years. He's not as young as he was. Obviously, I just don't think. Like going into the Super Bowl, did you think that? Did yes. You, think that you thought McCordy was was on his way out, or you yeah, know, getting there? I didn't. Th- I, I thought this year has been a really, really bad. I was amazed that this team made it to the Super Bowl. To be honest, you know, <laughs> uh, one, one thing that I had talked about um, a couple weeks ago when we did our last show, Damian, um, I had said that I think I thought the the coaching staff for Philly. They were going to keep their, their foot on the pedal the entire game, but they were going to be smart about it. Whereas last year, Atlanta, they just said, we're going to pass, 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 and we're, we're just going to do all we do. Whereas if they had run the ball a couple of times, we'd lose that game yeah. with, without question. And that's exactly what Philly did this year. They they were aggressive the entire time, but when they needed to run, they ran the ball. Yeah. But they were they were smart about it. They threw in that pass to Foles, which was you know basically the same pass, the same play, the Brady almost, um, but, but it, it worked. Uh, but they... But it came into the third quarter and the fourth quarter. They didn't hold back at all, and they weren't afraid. I think that was the biggest thing. They weren't afraid. And in the fourth quarter, they said, you know what? We need a long drive here to, to really help us you know, seal this game. And like I said, it was a seven-minute drive, and it was smart the entire time. They made the plays that they needed to, but they ran the ball effectively. They gave it to Blunt if they needed to get a few yards. They passed it the short pass play. And I just thought that was one of the other big things where – the defense, you know, killed us, but the coaching staff, we were definitely outcoached this game as well. So I mean, it was just a perfect well, storm. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, we we were outcoached. The, the defense, what defense do we run, Kenny and John? A poor I mean, one. it's a hybrid, hybrid defense. We switch back and forth. The hi- different 
We haven't re- we haven't been able to run a hybrid three four since all the linebackers are injured. So we run a kind of a basic. They don't really 3-4. run. Yeah, they don't really run the three four as much as they used to. They, but I, they, they they still have. They like, run. They run a four three. Watch the Super Bowl. The entire time, the defense was running a five two. They completely changed their entire defensive scheme because our personnel. Yeah, but is that because of the read option? No, you don't want to run a five two against the read option. Okay, no, I mean, that's, um, that's an honest question. <laughs> <laughs> a 5-2 is for, like, a heavy run game. That Basically, they looked at their defense and said, Philly can run the ball at us no matter what. So we're going to put five men up front, and we're going to run a 5-2, which basically leaves kind of the middle of the field, like, vulnerable for linebackers to cover a lot more ground than they would if there was three yeah. linebackers. Even with the 5-2, they were able to run on them. Our personnel on defense sucks. So one of the things I heard Greg Bedard, or uh, I think it was Felger talking about what Greg Bedard had wrote. Yeah. Um, he was saying that they had Trey Flowers dropping back into coverage yeah. a lot more than they had Marquise, Marquise Flowers dropping back into coverage. They were like basically reversed their roles, the two Flowers, what they should have had. Whereas, like, you know, our best pass rusher... At that point, is Trey Flowers, and he's dropping back into coverage a lot of different times. No, because Belichick and and the the Detroit head coach felt that James Harrison was our best pass rusher at that time. No, I know. So that's what I'm saying yeah. is that you know that the coaching staff is basically what let us down in more ways than one. I think and three head coaches. But even <laughs> even with all these criticisms, it, it came down to. I mean, if Brady doesn't fumble that football on that play, do you have any doubt that he drives it down and scores? Because I. No. I think that we were about to drive down and win the game, you know? No, no, we were struggling. That was like third, third and like 14, too. Um, well, no, but I, I, I agree with Kenny that, you know, I felt, like, all right, here we go. We're going to get a good yeah. drive going down the field. The, and he, actually, even with the, the Hail Mary, yeah. I mean, if they had gotten that nine-yard out on third down or second down, whatever it was, the play before the Hail Mary, that I think there's a lot better of a chance, whereas Brady had to, you know, chuck it as far as he could, and it's still, they still almost caught yeah. it. Yeah. Our offense and Brady couldn't have played any better than he did. All right, Absolutely, if, if, yeah. if Brady played any better than he did, like he should just walk off the field and be like, "I'm the greatest ever." I mean, I think I just proved it. Um, our offense was great. They could have been greater if they didn't weren't so cutesy in the first half. But either way, our offense did not let us down. Our defense looked like a Euro League defense. Playing against NFLers, and and that's ultimately what it, what it is. And I don't even want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> All right, Kenny, <laughs> real quick, uh, your thoughts on the Jimmy G contract? Um, and do you think I don't think it's going to affect Brady? But your thoughts on the Jimmy G contract? And are you uh, do you side with Kraft telling Belichick to get rid of Jimmy G, or do you think Belichick got rid of Jimmy G on his own accord? Well, I. See, yeah, this is where a lot of people are going to disagree with me. I don't really put much credence into that whole uh, report that came out about the the tension. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe that after all these years of believing that this team is like no nonsense, no drama, leave your ego at the door, team first, all that, and and then here we are, like seventeen years into that, and I'm supposed to believe that everyone's a prima donna and they're all. You know, it's all of a sudden we're a dysfunctional organization. I just don't believe it. Even if there was a little bit of tension, I think it would be something that they would move past fairly easily. I think it's probably being overblown. Um, <clears throat> uh, what was your, what was the first part of the question? <laughs> <laughs> just the, the Jimmy G contract. I mean, the, just the, the, yeah, your thought on no, that. I, first, yeah, I don't, I don't know if Kraft like laid down the law to get rid of Jimmy G. They, you know, I. I think we should have got more for him. I don't. I don't know exactly oh, what happened there, obviously, but um, but yeah. Onto the con- as far as the contract goes, I think he got he got paid. <laughs> oh yeah, um, definitely. My first thought was how conflicted I now am because I have him on my fantasy team, and I have a keeper league, and I also have Deshaun Watson. So now I have to pick between two pretty good young quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's where I'm leaning, anyways. But no, I mean, I think Jimmy. I think Jimmy could have been the guy, and I think that that's probably part of why people are so um, enamored with him, and maybe even a little bit upset that we had to let him go because he does—he does look like the real deal. And you know, I think he probably can get it done in San Francisco. Uh, I, he got paid a lot of money, and hopefully, you know, he's going to turn it around out there and, and earn it. You know, I, I would hate to see him to become like a Matt Castle. I think that ultimately makes us look bad. 
Um, oh, I, I disagree. Yeah. I think that makes Belichick look good if if if, if or it looks makes someone look good if if Jimmy G is really not great, not good oh, of a yeah, quarterback. No, yeah, I, I just I I want to know that we can draft a quarterback like like Brissett looked good in Indy. I mean, he looked like a backup playing as a starter, but he looked like he could play as a backup. He was a solid backup, and we we drafted him to do that. <clears throat> and I think Jimmy looked good here. I think he looked great in San Francisco. And um, I like to. I would like to know, like, okay, we did it right. We can draft a quarterback. Bill can go, now go out and get the next guy and start developing him um, and feel good about it. If, if Jimmy is a bust and, and now that he's put all this game on, on all right, Kate Kenny. And... <laughs> this is oh, a dis- this is a dissertation. It's like supposed to be a sentence. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think Jimmy I think Jimmy earned his job and I think I think he earned his contract. We'll see how it plays out. I guess. <laughs> All right, well, we appreciate you calling in, and uh, hopefully this was uh, helpful to get rid of some of that uh, Super Bowl angst that you might have had left over, just a little bit left over. So Yeah, yeah we can't win them all. You know, we're in it so much. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You win five, and this one doesn't feel as bad. So, you know, that's that's one yeah, thing for that, too. Yeah, I think if we too. hadn't won the last two, this one would have hurt a lot more. It, yeah. it sucked losing, but, you know, like I said, we can't win them all. We're in it every year, so. All right, Kenny Tazzy, we appreciate you calling. We'll we'll talk to you down the line. All right, John. All right, guys. Gonna, All right thanks, Kenny. Speed, All right, bye. We're gonna speed round some topics real fast. We're gonna hit you left and right. Okay, I have some too. Go. Okay. Ray Allen was playing. Who? Go- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ray Allen was playing golf during Paul Pierce's number retirement. How do yep. you feel about that? I'm indifferent. Bad I think blood that's perfectly. Still? Uh, no, I just don't think he was as integral as a teammate as KG was. Do you think that they were tight when they were here? At least, mm, no, no, no. I, I think that. I think he was a good part of the team. Well, K- but I think KG was- and Pierce were the tight ones, and Allen was just on the outside. All right, fair enough. Yeah. All right, hit me with yours. Okay, uh, Paul Pierce's number being retired. Yeah. Do you think it should have been retired? Yes, I would put Paul Pierce in the starting five of all-time Celtics. Interesting. Okay. I don't know how I would work this out, but like, with, with but all, either way, just he's a top five he, Celtic. He, you was, think? he was he was one of the best offensive weapons in that wore Celtics jersey, and we've we've been blessed with many. Okay, but especially in the last thirty years, he's one of the better ones. Do you think some, some there's some argument out there? Uh, like Felger's one of them that he only won one championship and he wasn't that great of a Celtic compared to Russell Bird, McHale, and you, Cowens or something like that. Okay, Russell Bird, McHale, Cowens. You're looking at guys that are like on, on potentially be on like Mount Rushmore's of all NBA teams. Like I said, four guys ahead of Pierce. Yeah, we're like we're like the Yankees of basketball. Yeah. So yeah, but is he better than like um, Kevin McHale? You know, um, I would say he is. I would, I would take him over Kevin in the starting lineup. Uh, no, I, th- I think I'd have to go Russell Bird, Havlicek. Is he better than Parrish? Yes. Okay, so there you go. Parrish's number is up there. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, okay, so you know. I, no, I agree. I think Parrish's yeah. number should be up there, even though he only won one championship. I think he was an integral just, part of the, of the organization, like, if you have Bill, the franchise. If Bill Russell and Larry Bird played in the same organization. It's like. No, I know, you I know, know, I know. Um, so yeah, I Pierce should be, and I'm glad, and I'm happy for him. He loves the city, yep. still, and uh, and it was it, he he was tremendous to watch. Yep. No. Okay. All right. Hit me with the next one. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. That <laughs> <laughs> was going to go with that too. <laughs> should Cleveland have a video for him the next time the Lakers? <laughs> The next time the Lakers come to town <laughs> for what, the, the ten games well, or he, fourteen here's, games. Here's, he here's the ultimate question: Is something? Is there a screw loose in Isaiah Thomas's head? Yes. Okay. Yes, I think there is. I think that he got traded from so many teams so quickly. There has to be something else behind the scenes that we don't know about. They don't want to tell us about, or it's just that he burns his bridges way too quickly. Now, maybe Boston was a, a great situation. None of yeah. that stuff happened, and that, that might have been true. I think when Sacramento and Phoenix and wherever else he was, I think that he might have been a, a troublemaker. He got here, he was playing, he was doing well, but I think the Celtics were like, we can't pay this guy. You know, max money. Back he's, up he's, the Brinks truck. He's not. He's not a max money deal player. And I think they's like we got to trade him because if not, we're not going to get anything for him. We should. See, I don't think he's a troublemaker as much as he, his head is enormous. I think he thinks like, yeah. like he was calling meetings in Cleveland. He literally played twelve games. Is that what it was? Okay. And he's calling team meetings. I think he he carries himself like he's Jordan. 
you know? Yeah, no, I think he definitely thinks he's a lot uh, more of an important player than he is. I'm surprised when he went to L.A., he wasn't like, what number do you want? Eight. 32. <laughs> yeah, 24. Um, which, which Kobe number did he get Eight or 24? I think, they, I think they retired both. Okay, because I can't remember which one he finished. He finished with 24, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I just, <clears throat> anyway, um, the Olympics. Have you been watching any of the Olympics? I watched the opening ceremony like on demand with the kids. Okay. And no, I haven't. And I'm very disappointed in the Olympics because and I'll tell you why. I thoroughly love international hockey. Okay. Yep. Um, but if you look at the rosters of all the teams, not just USA, Canada, Russia, even though Russia, I want to try to catch one of their games because Pavel Datsuk is still playing. Uh, it's not Russia in the Olympics. Oh yeah. Well, the, the, uh, you know, Ath- organized athletes of Russia or whatever. Yeah, the Olympic athletes are from Russia. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So I, I'd watch them play. But if you look, the entire roster now that no NHLers are playing, yep. like this is one of the oldest Team USA rosters that they that there is. It's a bunch of guys that are playing the K- KHL, the uh, like the Scandinavian leagues or the European leagues. Okay. Guys that, that can't even make like the IHL and stuff. Um, so you're looking at like single A players representing like the countries for all these very for all the countries in hockey. I, is it just me? I rather see the college all stars. Well, see, I thought they were going to go more college than well, college isn't twenty eight year old guys who but, couldn't but make it. But the thing it. is, you know, the bean pot's happening right now, so like they can't. Yeah, they're not going to suspend college for it. Yeah, true. Um, but I would have liked that more. I would have liked to see the college season be suspended for two weeks and have have like us send the college kids there, or like, like they used to do with the NHL, suspend the season. Yeah, but the you know, I don't want to see. A, 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 literally, I do not want to see a thirty six year old. Guy that played one one season in the NHL and then played the rest of his career in like the Swedish Elite League. Mm-hmm. That's that's like I'm sure he's obviously better than me, but it's like a bum. You're like a thousands one. of Swedish and Quincy are raising their arms in anger yeah. at me now. <laughs> no, but like with all sincerity, even the Swedes, the good ones don't play in that. They go play in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, know, I know. Um, like I don't want to see like like I said, if this was baseball, I don't want to see single A players that aren't future prospects. Yeah, I don't want to see single A players that. Are like north of thirty five, and that's yeah. basically what the the hockey Olympics are. And at first, they told the girls that they had to take off the Statue of Liberty on their helmets, and then they finally told them that they could they could keep it. Did you? The hear IOC that? said that. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. They said no. it was too political. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I, no, I had not heard of that. I I watched a a tiny tiny little bit of uh, this this afternoon of the U.S. woman playing. The uh, or Olympic athletes from Russia, or whatever they are, OAR. Yeah. Um, th- I and I forgot about this. The rink is so much bigger than an NHL rink. Oh yeah. And I I, for, I once I was I was like, man, that rink is huge. And I was like, oh yeah, they do play in a bigger rink, but it just it's it's so much wider and it's even longer behind the net too. Yeah. But the width of it was what really threw and me that's off. What, that's what makes it fun. That's why like I want to see fast young guys skating, right. having room to to like to make moves and play around in. It's almost like four and four in the NHL yeah. for the overtime. Yeah. Not a thirty-five-year-old wash. Up, <laughs> no, know? see, I was unaware of that. I've watched um, a, a good amount of curling because I always love watching curling. Yeah. Um, ski jump, I like watching the ski jump as well. Uh, I watched a little bit of the cross country skiing, which Norway took gold, yeah. silver, and bronze, swept that. And I was watching. Oh, I was watching speed skating. I was watching the uh, five thousand meter speed skating. And at one point, the two guys finished. They were basically tied. They were tied to down to the thousandth of a second, and they had to go down to the the um, uh, the, the freeze frame to figure out who won. And it was like, you know, like, like this, you know, who won. Yeah. It was like literally like the, the, the tip of the skate of how the guy won in that thing. So can't it was we, just amazing. Can you just give him a tie? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess if there had been an actual tie, it would have been, but they went down to, to get the still image. Or just have, do one more lap. <laughs> well, no, because they know how many laps are done. So they, they've already stopped. So there'd have to be a dead sprint for one lap. But anyway, it, it was just yeah. so I've I've been watching those things. I'm I'm gonna be watching some more currently. I I can't get into the figure skating. I just I've never I know I never yeah could. no like, I did I just I I can't get into that. Um, I, I watch a small amount and when if it, when it's on on, on prime time, I just I can't watch. Now, it. Now, do your girls like it? Um, a little bit. We haven't watched a ton with them uh, because a lot of it's been on in the evening. So at yeah. you know 
eight eight thirty, we're getting ready for bed instead of watching the Olympics. So maybe yeah, we're watching on demand. American idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, like on demand. Like my girls would like figure skating and like ice, ice dancing and stuff. They, mm-hmm. they, you know, they would watch it. I, 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 I've never been a fan of that. They garbage. thought um, they've watched a little bit of curling because we actually had this. My sister for Christmas gave me this small curling set. So my oldest daughter, she's been playing with me, and she, she's kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and we watched a little bit on TV. Isn't that just called, like, shuffleboard? <laughs> kind of, yeah. But either way, so they were they now, like that frozen? a little bit. Like, do you put it in the, in the... No, it's not frozen. That'd be really cool if it was, <laughs> it's though. Like a little room. <laughs> um, and then we were... Something else they were watching. I don't know if it was the ski jump or if it was um, one of the, the... It might have been skating that they thought was kind of interesting. Now, what so. do you think about the... Some of the Team USA skiers that have their ski outfits are like superhero outfits, like actual. Oh, I haven't super, seen that. Like, like the like the girl that's like going to be the new like uh, you know awesome skier girl has like a Captain Marvel like her uniform is Captain Marvel, oh, which I, I think is cool. You know, I haven't seen any of the downhill skiing, so I don't. I haven't seen that. Well, I think I think it adds a, a cool flair to the Olympics. Interesting. All right, uh, one other quick thing: pitches and catches reported today. Yep. Full position players, their first workout, they have to report the 18th, first workout for everyone's the 19th. Do you even care? No. <laughs> yeah, I know. Unless we sign Ichiro. <laughs> Which, Let for what get, reason would we want to sign because Ichiro? Because I want Ichiro to get 3,000 hits in America. American hits, yeah. yeah. MLB hits, yeah. And what number is he at? Do you know? I don't know, but he I'll probably needs like a few hundred. But <laughs> I, I love Ichiro. I know you. You've you've always loved Ichiro. Yeah. I love. That's the thing. I'm loyal to. I, I am loyal to 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 my athletes that are older than me. Um, but like, yeah, you know what? No, and 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 you know why? There is no sex appeal to this Red Sox team, which might not be the right word. There's no sizzle to the steak. There's no pop of the champagne bottles. Whatever analogy you want to use, yep. right? There's nothing to it. Okay, the Yankees took that all. Currently, <laughs> this team. I don't want to watch a bunch of singles being hit. I don't want to watch defense. He has know? three thousand hits. Oh, he does. It says he has three thousand and eighty. No, they're counting his Japanese ones. Nope, not on Baseball Reference. It's going from two thousand one to last year, twenty seventeen. How old is he? Uh, he is a hundred and no, he's 44, 44. Let him play. Let him play. It says he has 3,080 hits and that's his MLB career. Good for him. So we don't need to sign him now because he has 3,000 hits. Put him, then, then just skip the five years and just put him, put him in the hall of fame now. How many home runs do you think he has? Like. Uh, 78. <laughs> 117. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to be a small <laughs> number, but... Um, and... Okay, Celtics. Yeah. Are you worried about the Celtics right now? They got they got blown out on Paul Pierce night by the, by the new-look Cavs. Yeah, the younger Cavs. Um, am I worried? I am for us winning... I can't see this team winning the championship, not without Gordon Haywood. Yeah. All right? Um, I'm worried about, about us representing the East in the championship. I don't know, um, if, if the young guys are going to go through a slump, which they're starting to, if they can bounce back. Yeah, Um, I think Tatum might have hit a little bit of a wall. We've relied a lot on both of the, both of the young guys. Right. And, um, yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if they'll, they're going to be able to, like, get out of that slump. So right now, Toronto's in first place. We're a half game behind. And then Cleveland is five and a half behind. Yeah, Cleveland um, could be excited. Or five games behind us. Um, if we're in that, Two three, yeah. I don't and Cleveland know. stays there. We might not get it out of the semifinals in the East. No, Never mind the that, finals. That, that's that's the thing. Like you want to, you almost at that point now you want to go, go uh, to try to get the first. Well, seed. well yeah, we have but, to get the but, first but, seed. But with all sincerity, Toronto. Like, do you think Toronto can handle the playoffs? That's the other thing. To the, well, this, no, this. but it, it they don't reseed in the NBA. Oh yeah. So that's the whole thing. Is you need that first thing because Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland's going to drop to, to fourth. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Washington's going to go um, right now because Toronto, Boston, Cleveland, Washington. And um, Washington's only a game and a half behind Cleveland right now. But Cleveland hit had a really bad skid, and I can only yeah. imagine they're going to get better. So unless Cleveland jumps up and skips into the number one seed and we stay in two, then I, you know, I'd be okay with that or, or even the third seed. But 
I, I'm also worried about going to Toronto and playing in Toronto if we needed to. No, I know. I want to have. I, I want Toronto coming to us. I agree. I think. I think. You know, initially everybody thought when Gordon Hayward got hurt, everyone was like, "Oh crap, that was the season." And then they did phenomenally well. Right. You know, and it got to the point that we had to stop using Gordon Haywood as an excuse. Um, you know, there's like rumors that like we might be able to grab guys that are going to be bought out soon. Maybe that will help, you know. Um, but I'm not worried. I still consider the season almost a wash because we, we're not coming with all our horses. We weren't going to be the Warriors in the finals anyway. Um, but I think people would have liked to have at least tried to get to the yeah. finals. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing that worries me, and maybe this is why a lot of those guys are tired so much, especially young guys, is every game, every game it seems like, we're behind by 15 or 20 points at some point, and they're working doubly hard to try yeah. to come back to try to either take over the lead or win the game or miss, make it close. But there are so many times, and it's not every game, but it just seems like every single game we're down by 20 points and all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's you know, midway through the third quarter or, or beginning of the third quarter and we're down by 15 or it's you know, midway through the second, we're down by 25 and now they're extending all this energy, expending all this energy to try to come back. And I, I don't know what the, what the deal is, what, what's, what Steven's doing or not yeah. doing. To say, all right, guys, you know, and is maybe that's that second unit is is really not good, and that's where yeah. the other teams are come picking up stuff. But so, something has to change there because every game we're falling behind way too much. Ben, don't break. Well, yeah, he, <laughs> and, and they're like literally about to break, and then they fight their way back. Yeah. But I mean, you can only do that so many times, and especially if you, you're not going to be able to do that in the playoffs. No, if you fall behind that much in the playoffs, I don't care who you're playing, you, you might be able to win one, but you're not going to win four out of seven. Yeah. Well, they say this is the time of season. Look at uh, Golden State last night, and and the Suns say it was incredibly disrespectful. I don't think it was. You see what they did? Yeah, I saw that. He let the players take turns coaching. Yeah, in the time in the huddle. Yeah, that is insane. Uh, but to make it fun, you know. But you know, to my my opinion on that is, if these guys aren't playing well because they're bored and they're going through like the doldrums of the season, um. I have no pity for you. I am a working stiff, <laughs> and uh, you make a lot of lot more money than I do. But I mean, that's like I know Bird has talked about this before, or Mikhail, and different people. Like you know, especially that '86 season when uh, they went like um, fifty, no, not fifty-one, forty, forty-one and one at home, or whatever it was. Yeah, they had to find different things to keep them entertained because they knew they were going to go out and just wipe the floor with these different teams. Yeah, and they had to try to find different things. Like all right. Here we are playing whoever. We're going to win by 25. All right, Mikhail, you go get 59. Well, next game I'm going to get 60, you know, and different yeah. things like that. And they were trying to, you know, that game against, you know, Atlanta when he was doing different things and he's falling into the bench and, you know, telling he's gonna, what he's going to do. you got to do that, I guess, in the NBA because these games that are in, you know, February sometimes or January, February, you know, it's just like, you know, you said the doldrums of the season. You try to find something to go out there and want to play. You know what they could do? They could take a week. And do my job, <laughs> and see how boring it is to play in the NBA. <laughs> um, I don't have any other quick hits. I don't think. I think that that's a that's a wrap. Oh, do you see Porzingis went down, torn ACL oh, for the rest of the season? Oh yes, ha- had a couple last week, a couple days ago, whatever yeah. it was. Um, and something else. I forget what it was, but. Well, anywho, so that's that, I guess. See you later, Isaiah Thomas. Final question. Yes. Do the Patriots get back to the Super Bowl next year? Not if our defense doesn't change. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't. Again, maybe I'm wrong, but I just I just don't see it. I I didn't think they were going to win against the Eagles, and unfortunately, I was correct. You'll but because I, I just thought again that the Eagles were going to go nonstop and be smart about it, and and they did. We also didn't have Tom's safety valve. The entire season of Edelman. True, true. So I think offensively we're fine, but I think I think our defense. It basically it, it was do the shots down the field because our safeties can't catch up. Right. You know. Well, it certainly hurt us. It certainly did. Well, anywho, that's another edition of Sports Night. We want to thank Kenny Tasney for for calling in. And thank you for watching, listening. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or just watch on QATV. Anything to your heart's desire, whatever it might be. So, again, for Kenny Tazen, Colin, for Damian Ritchie, my name is Jonathan Caleri. Thanks for watching Sports Night. We will see you next time.